Hi, I'm your host, Tina Clark, and welcome to my Weirdest Experience podcast. This is the podcast of the weirdest experience that has ever happened to you and gives you a venue to fully express yourself and share your weirdest story with the world. This is the No Judgment Zone, a safe place to share your experience. It's also a place where we discuss what happened to you and share some possible theories on what and why this happened. If you would like to be on the show, email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I have Garrett King here today. I'm really excited to talk to him. He has a YouTube channel called 1111 Matrix Code. He's a repeating numbers researcher, a spirit photographer and an ITC researcher and he's I actually heard Garrick's story on the confessionals which is one of the podcasts I listen to and I've been seeing repeating numbers for over 20 years so when I started listening to his story I got real excited because I was like this is my jam you know I've been wondering about this for a long time. So welcome to the show, Garrett. Thank you. Thank you. I'm I'm happy to be here. Absolutely. So tell us how this started for you. It's, it's weird and and it's weird how it started. And I, I, and this is why this is my weirdest experience. (laughs) So this fits perfectly into the show. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I've had people, you know, like I've explained what has happened and I've had people, you know, come on my YouTube channel or whatever and say that I'm, I'm full of crap and you know, I'm just making stuff up. I have no reason to make any of this up uh, because simply remove me from this equation and the numbers that I have discovered through this code still do what they do without my involvement. So, but my story, you know, started in 2009 when in January, and I don't know the exact day, I just know it was in January, I woke up one night at 3.33 a.m. Didn't think anything about it at all. I mean, at all. Like, it, the number meant absolutely nothing to me. It's just, I looked at the clock. Oh, you know, it's 3.33. Great. I have, you know, a few more hours to sleep. Rolled over, went right back to bed. The next night, I wake up again at 3.33 a.m. And the second time I was like, okay, well, that's odd. You know, that's the same time I woke up yesterday. And, but, you know, I didn't put a whole lot of thought into it and went back to sleep. But then it happened on the third day and the fourth and the fifth. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, why am I waking up at this time every single night? And just trying to, you know, come up with a logical explanation. I, I looked to see if maybe I had like a watch that I had stuffed in a drawer somewhere to see if, you know, for whatever reason, the alarm was set for that time. I don't know why I would set it for that time of the morning, but, you know, I'm just trying to logically find an explanation. Couldn't find anything. Um, I was living with roommates at the time. I asked them if they were getting up, you know, at that time of the night, maybe going to the restroom or maybe, I don't know, they were receiving text messages. I don't know, just anything. I thought maybe even the ice maker was dumping ice at that time. 
And so there was a night that I said, okay, I'm going to set my alarm for 3.15 <laughs> so that I will be awake at 3.33 just to see if what's going on in the house. So set the alarm, woke up, patiently waited, 3.33 rolled around, and there was nothing. No sound. The ice maker wasn't dumping ice. Nobody was getting up, doing anything. And I was like, okay, what's going on? I mean, obviously, I saw 3.33 that night because I was waiting for it to, you know, to show up. But go to the next night, didn't set my alarm, but again, woke up at 3.33. Now, this is the part that's hard for people to, you know, to believe. And I get it. I get it. It seems far-fetched, but it's absolutely true. This went on from January until November, every single night. Didn't matter if I was at home, didn't matter if I was at my folks' house, uh, wherever I was, wherever I was asleep, I would still wake up at that time. And it wouldn't matter even if I went to bed at, at one o'clock in the morning, I was still going to wake up, you know, a few hours later at 3.33. It didn't matter. Now, I know for a fact that it was in November because it was around the passing or around the time of, the, of my dad's passing. He, he died two years prior in November. And on this particular night, I had a dream that he came to visit me. And in my dream, he, it was weird. He was coming out of my closet. And I just remember like, it, it was weird. Cause even in my dream, I'm in bed, like sitting up, you know, like propped up on one elbow, looking at him. And I say, what are you doing here? And before he could answer, I woke up. And when I woke up, it was seven fifteen in the morning. I had actually slept through the entire night and never again past that did I wake up at 333. So, so what's now we have the to co connection between 333 and your father then? I don't know that there's a connection necessarily with that number in my dad. I think it's was part of this whole awakening process. It for whatever reason, I mean and whoever's behind this was ensuring that I would never forget this number. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I mean, it was just like, it was being hammered into my head every single night. Do you think that your dad had something to do with this? It's possible. It's possible. And that, that'll, that'll come in later. Um, but if, if we fast forward now, I had originally said that it was in 2014 after my husband and I got married that I legally changed my name. Um, but after talking with my husband the other night, he was like, well, you didn't change your name in 2014. It was 2015. And so it was actually in 2015 when I started seeing the number 1111. Now, what had happened is when we got married, nobody told me that if I signed my marriage certificate as Garrett King instead of Garrick Staggs, that it was a legal document and that process would have legally changed my name to my husband's last name. So of course I just signed it Garrick Stacks. <laughs> and so I actually had to go through the court and legally change my name so that I could have my husband's last name. So went through that whole process and it was You had to short. go to court? I just yeah, went to, to the Social Security Administration and changed my social security card. Well, that's your social security card, but to legally change your last name, you have to have a, like a court 
order or, you know, have a judge sign off on it. Like I had to go, not like in a courtroom. I just literally went into like the judge's chambers. She said, you know, like, um, so what's your reasoning for wanting to change your name? I said, well, I got married. I want to have my husband's last name. I didn't know if I had signed the marriage certificate, you know, with King. That's would have interesting done it automatically. because I didn't change my name till my daughter was born. And all I was told to do was change my social security card. Really? <gasps> Maybe I don't really have my married name. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe legally you're not. <laughs> Wow. Wouldn't that be crazy? It never came up. So, oh, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll just brush that under the rug. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, it was shortly after that, the, the act of doing it. So, you know, having my name changed was, I don't know, probably a few days, maybe even a week or so after. There was a night that my husband went to bed early and I stayed up doing some writing and it was, I don't know, close to 1030. I started getting tired and thought, okay, it's time to go to bed. And so I go upstairs, I grab my Kindle, I crawl into bed and I'm doing some just light reading, just kind of allowing myself to unwind and relax. And I don't know, about 15, 20 minutes pass. I set my Kindle down, close my eyes. I'm still awake. I'm still aware of everything that's going on in the room. I can, we have three pugs. They snore incredibly loud and, you know, I I could hear them. I could hear my husband breathing. I could hear the fan blowing, you know, the AC, you know, I just, I was aware I wasn't asleep and it's, it's so hard to describe it, but the only way I can is, is to say that it was as if someone had wheeled in a giant spotlight, you know, like the kind that they have it car lots or whatever that are shooting up into the sky. It was like someone had put one of those in front of my face and turned it on because I'm suddenly through my eyelids, just seeing this tremendously bright white light. And the oddest thing is I don't, I don't just open my eyes to see what's causing it. Like I literally laid there trying to rationalize where it was coming from. And the, my first thought was that someone had pulled in and their, their headlights were shining through our bedroom window, but we were on the second floor. So, you know, that would have been impossible. And then my mind goes to this idea of like, you know, like, holy crap, someone's broken in. They're shining a flashlight in my face, you know? And, but then I thought, well, but the dogs aren't reacting, you know? I didn't hear anybody come in. I didn't hear any glass break or anybody, you know, do anything. So it was at that moment that I opened my eyes. And imagine if you can, you're seeing this bright white light through your eyelids. You open your eyes and the room's pitch black. There's nothing there. And I kind of like, you know, set up, leaned up on, you know, my elbow. And I was like looking around the room. I was like, man, what just happened? Like, what was that? And, you know, so I turn and I look at the clock. It was 1111. And again, at that time, the number meant nothing to me. I didn't even think anything about it. So laid down. Finally, I did go to sleep. But the next day at work, I was telling a coworker about not seeing 1111. I was, you know, because that (laughs) meant nothing to me. It was about the white light. 
And she said, it sounds to me like someone was, you know, trying to pay you a visit, come visit you. And I just made this joke, you know, that if, if they were, they needed to come during normal business hours, not 11 o'clock at night when I'm trying to sleep, you know. And so we talked for a few more minutes. I went back to my cubicle and started working. A couple hours pass. I'm getting a little hungry and I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe it's close to lunchtime. I look up in the corner of my computer at the time and it was 11, 11. And I did at that moment have a thought go through my head. And that thought was this crap better not be starting again. (laughs) (laughs) And I could not have been more wrong because from that moment on that number started showing up everywhere. I mean, everywhere. I would look at the clock. It'd be 11, 11. I would go to the grocery store, purchase something. It'd be $11.11. I'd be driving down the highway and I'd be next to a vehicle, like a truck or something. It would have this huge number, you know, down the side of it. And right in the middle of that sequence of numbers would be 11.11. And it started showing up so much that I couldn't ignore it. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, why do I keep seeing this number all the time? And I started researching, like, what does it mean? Like, you know, and other people, you know, obviously have been seeing the same number. And there's all kinds of things on the internet. You know, it's your angel number. It means uh, that they have a message for you and, you know, all these different explanations. And some of them were completely different from one of the others. And my questioning was, well, you know, how does this person know what the number means? And how does this person know what the number means? If this person is right, then that means this person's wrong. And if this person over here is right, then that means this other person's wrong. And there's just a lot of conflicting explanations as to what the number meant. But it didn't stop me from trying to research and figure it out. As I started doing a deep dive, I wanted to see if there was any connections to this number and myself. So I started looking at anywhere in my life that there were numbers. (laughs) So the first thing I did was I pulled up the address that we lived at at the time. And this address was 3260 South Lakewood Avenue, and that's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Just the first four numbers, three, two, six, zero, equals 11. Now, all of the numbers in the address, so the street number, the apartment number, and the zip code, when all of that's totaled, it equals 38, and 3 and 8 is 11. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, this is getting freaky. (laughs) Yeah, and it got, it got even worse. So we moved from that address to, uh, we moved to 8111 South 77th East Avenue. And already right there, the first four digits has an 11 in it, but also eight plus one plus one plus one is 11. And again, all of the numbers in the address, so the street number the, or the building number, the street number, the apartment number, the zip code, Add all those together, the end result is 47, and then you reduce it down, and 4 and 7, again, 
is 11. I was like, okay, <laughs> getting freaky here. But then I started looking at when I was born. I was born September 2nd, and 9 and 2 is 11. September 2nd is the 245th day of the year, and 2 plus 4 plus 5 is 11. And I started looking at my name. I changed it from Garrick Staggs to Garrick King. Garrick King is exactly 11 letters. Not only that, my first name ends in K and my last name begins with K and K is the 11th letter of the alphabet. Oh my goodness. So encoded in my name is 1111. My father was born April 7th. So four and seven is 11. He died in the month of November. November is the 11th month. His father also died in November, again, the 11th month. <laughs> so there was all these connections to the number 11. I'm like, this, like, this is just getting weird. What does this mean? And just even the weird experiences. And in fact, I just had one the other day. I purchased two books off of Amazon and um, this, this other face mask cream uh, that I saw that I wanted to try. <laughs> so these two books and the, the, the face mask cream that I bought, the total was $111 and um, what was it like 10 cents. So that was like 11, 11. Yeah. I love, and, gros- I love grocery receipts because I've had a lot of repeating numbers and recently I got an 11, 11 also. Did you? Yep. I yeah. did. I went to Publix and got a couple of items and added up to 11, 11. And I was like, I told the cashier, I said, must be my lucky day. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, there was one time I got an email from Old Navy and it came in the summertime. And I think it came like early in the morning or something like that. I didn't see it until later that night. But the email from Old Navy said it's 11 11. And I was like, okay. Like, why? Because it, it wasn't November. The time that it was sent was not 11, you know, 11 p.m. and, you know, 11 minutes after or 11 a.m. and 11 minutes after. There was no indication as to why it should even say that. And I hadn't shopped at Old Navy in, God, a long time. So there was, I don't even know why I was getting the email. I don't even know how they got my email address because it wasn't the same one that I had way back when I used to go and shop at Old Navy. So that was weird. And I sent it to a coworker of mine. I took a screenshot on my phone. I was like, check this out. And she's one that I've been talking about seeing this whole 11-11 thing with. And so I sent her the screenshot and she's just like, whoa, that's weird. And, but after I sent it, I looked and the time that I sent it to her was 11-11 at night. And I was like, oh my God, check that out. And she's like, okay, this is getting even more weirder. And then it showed on my phone that it was the 11 of 11 attachments or images that I had sent her over a period of time. That one just happened to be the 11th one. Yeah, And, and at that have, point, I've noticed it on social media. Like I look at people's likes, like how many people like, and I see a lot of repeating numbers there. I see mm-hmm. license plates. 
you know, a lot of repeating numbers there. And so did you figure out what it meant? I think so. I think so. Um, so back in June of 2021 is when this all started to unfold. So there was, and I don't remember exactly what day it was, but there was just this one day in June when I was seeing 11-11 like four or five times in one day. And I think like one of the times was, you know, I looked at the time and that just happened to be the time. And I know that people can say that, you know, you can, you can see it so much that subconsciously you're training yourself to look at the clock at that time. And that may be true, but you cannot subconsciously make yourself go to the grocery store and buy certain items that are just going to equal $11 and 11 cents or yeah. train yourself to see it on the highway, on a vehicle. But when you wake up at that time, and you could even be awake a little bit. Sometimes you kind of wake up and you kind of lay there and you don't look at the clock. And mm -hmm. I've done that too. And I'll look at the clock and I'll be, you know, four, four, four was one of the ones I was seeing. I see, I used to see a lot. Yeah. You know, how? When it, when it happens repeatedly, like if it happened once, <laughs> you wouldn't think anything about it. You know? It happened to you for a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so an entire, every night for an entire year. And then, of course, the 11-11, you know, it may not have been every day, but it was at least every other day. It was so much that I could not ignore it. So you're, you're a very patient person because I feel like and the angelics communicate to us through repeating numbers. So mm -hmm. if I, I would have been like, look, stop waking me up at this yeah. time or, or, you know, <laughs> like I got to sleep and I know you don't need to sleep. So why don't you send me the message during the day? You know, I'll start getting cranky and telling them don't wake me up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on that particular day in June, when it was happening so much, it just, it, I don't know. It just, it made me start thinking about the numbers, you know, 1111 and then 333 and and it was just like out of nowhere. And it was a thought. I'm not, you know, it wasn't, I didn't hear a voice in my head. So I'm not hearing, you know, disembodied voices or anything like that. It was just a thought that just popped into my head that told me to multiply those two numbers together. 1111 times 333. So I did. And the resulting number was 369963. That stood out to me because first of all it's a palindrome it's it's the same forwards and backwards but also if you're familiar with nikola tesla he is quoted as saying if you only knew the magnificence of the 3 6 and 9 then you would have the key to the universe and so i was like okay well this is interesting but what is it? I mean, what am I supposed to do with this? Like, what is it telling me? And another thought appears in my head. And this thought was now take 1111 and add it to 369963. So I do. And the resulting number was 371074. <laughs> Again, I'm like, okay. 
this number means absolutely nothing to me. What do you know? What am I supposed to do with this number? And it literally like rocked on for about two days where I'm just, no other thoughts were coming to me. It was just, this is the number. So it's like, almost like it was telling me, just look, just focus on this number. It's right in front of your face. <laughs> you know, if you, if you look hard enough, you'll see it, but I wasn't picking up on it. So a couple of days pass. And again, I'm just sitting there trying to f- figure this out. And I think to myself, what am I supposed to do with this number? Like, what's the point of this? And again, that thought process pops in. And the thought this time was now take 369963, add it to this number and to every new number that you get. And so I did. I created an entire spreadsheet. And I originally took this math equation all the way up to like, it was somewhere in the 80 billions, but now I've taken it up to a hundred billion. I know that sounds far-fetched, but I just wanted to see how far this thing would go. So having done this, I started looking at the numbers and reducing them down. So it's even starting with the first number, 371074. I added those up. It equaled 22. And then two and two equaled four. Now, the next number that was generated. So if you take 371074 and you add 369963 to it, you get almost the exact number reversed. So the next number, well, okay, the first number is 371074. The next number is 741037. So then add 369963 to it, and the next number you get is 1111000. And I was like, whoa, that stood out to me. That was a number I could recognize. It's right there, 1111. But then I kept the process going. So I added 369963 to it. The next number was 1480963. And again, these random weird numbers like that meant nothing to me. (laughs) But after reducing them, I started noticing they all reduced to the number four. And somehow, don't know how, it kicked in that four was the key to unlocking these numbers. And what I mean by that, so just starting with the first number, 371074, if you take the last four digits, 1074, and you add the remaining numbers to it, which is 37, you get 1111. The next number, 741037. So the last four is 1037, add 74 to it you get 1111. The third number started with 1111. So it would go one, 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 and then zero, zero, zero. The last four digits is 1000. You add the remaining, which is 111 to it, and you're back to 1111. Every single number does this all the way up to 100 billion. Okay, so when you get that high up into the 100 billions, you're going to take the last four 
and then the next four numbers, and then the next four numbers until you get down to whatever's left and add them up, and they all come back to 1111. I was like, whoa, <laughs> like what? That is weird. How is this possible? But then I started noticing there was other like cycles or sequences taking place. The last four, or sorry, not the last four, but just the last digit of every single number follows a sequence. So the first number ended in four the next one ended in seven. That stood out to me because I was 47 years old when this started unraveling like this. The next number ends in zero, and then it starts this process of three, six, nine, two, five, eight, one, four, seven, and then starts over with zero and then goes again. Three, six, nine, two, five, eight, one, four, seven, zero. Again, every number does this all the way up to the hundred billion. So that was one sequence that was repeating, but there's another sequence repeating. <laughs> so the first number starts with three, seven. The next number starts with seven, four. The third number starts with one, 11. I started realizing each number is going up by the number 37. And the last four digits are going down by 37. So it's this up and down sequence of 37. And I was like, what, what does this mean? <laughs> you know, it's just like, you know, and, and, and as a kid in school, I hated math. I was not a math whiz. I did not care about math. Did not want to get up in front of a, a class and even do a math equation on the chalkboard in front of everybody. I mean, I just disliked math. but this just, it kept me going. So seeing these patterns taking place, I just started messing around with the numbers to see what they would do. And so I started taking the first number and added it to the second number. And it produced this new number, which was one, 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 two, one, one, one. Again, a palindrome. But if you take that key of the last four digits and add the remaining, you would get the number two, 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 two. Then if you take the second number and add it to the third, you'll get the number two, 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 three, one, one, one. Again, using the code of four, taking the last four digits, adding the remaining, you wind up with three, 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 three. It's another repeating pattern. It will do this all the way until it gets to 1111, and then it starts over. So I started reducing these four-digit numbers down. 1111 reduces to 4, 2222 reduces to 8, 3333 reduces to 12, which then further reduces to 3, and so on. After doing that, I realized I was getting another repeating pattern, and that pattern was 4837261159. Went to the internet, punched that number in, and it led me immediately to something known as the Vedic Square. And the Vedic Square is nothing more than a multiplication table in which all of this, the double-digit numbers have been reduced to a single digit. 
And this particular number, 4837261159, goes straight through the middle of the square, and then it repeats, the number repeats right underneath it. And then it's also going up and down in the middle. It forms this cross or this plus symbol. And I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's weird. But the square also produces what is known as a floor of nines and a wall of nines. So that led me down this path of looking at the power of the number nine. So if you were to create a triangle with nine at the top, three in the lower right-hand corner, and six in the lower left-hand corner, and then put all the other digits in between, just like a clock, but in the shape of a triangle. If you look at the top, we're presented with nine. But going to the next row, we have eight and one, which is nine. Below that, we have seven and two, which is nine. And then along the bottom, we have six, five, four, and three, which equals 18, and one and eight is nine. So it's showing me this, this power of nine. And so realizing this, I added up all the numbers. So one through nine, if you add those up, you get 45. And again, four and five is nine. If you take all of the numbers except three, six, and nine, so just one, two, four, five, seven, and eight, add those together, you get 27. Two and seven is nine. And all of the numbers except for nine. Add those together, you get 36, and three and six is nine. <laughs> so again, this a, another repeating pattern. It's like these repeating cycles. Well, this led me to something known as vortex math. And vortex math is where you start with one and you double it. So one becomes two, then two becomes four, four becomes eight, eight becomes 16, which reduces to seven because one and six is seven. 16 becomes 32, which 3 and 2 is 5. And then 32 becomes 64, which 6 and 4 is 1. And then the pattern repeats. Again, another repeating cycle. But if you look at those numbers, 1, 2, 4, 8, 7, and 5, in that triangle that I mentioned, and you drew a line going from 1 to 2, 2 to 4, 4 to 8, 8 to 7, 7 to 5, and 5 back to 1, you're given the infinity symbol, which again is another sign of a repeating cycle. It just loops over mm -hmm. and over and over. It doesn't stop. It has no beginning and no end. And I'm like, man, <laughs> this is just getting weirder and weirder. And, you know, as I started unraveling this, I would, I'd call my brother up and be like, hey, check this out. And he's like, okay, that's weird. But what does it mean? It's like, I've got no clue, dude, no clue. And so going through this whole entire thing, I started looking at the, the numbers. And as I was staring at them, I started realizing that I'm getting, I don't know, pictures or symbols appearing in my head when I look at these numbers. And the first one, the first symbol was generated from the first two numbers. So the 371074 and 741037. I stacked those up on top of each other, some space in between. 
and drew a line from 37 to 37, 74 to 74, and 10 to 10. And then I realized if I put 10 in the middle on both sides, it would also complete the numbers exactly the same on both sides. Lo and behold, I realized that matches perfectly with the Aztec sunstone in Mexico. Perfect. It's a perfect match. But then I also realized that the numbers 333, 1111, and 369963 was representing another symbol. So 333 is a short line. 1111 is a slightly longer line. And then 369 is representing a step-up pattern. It plateaus at the top and then steps back down for 963. Lo and behold, that matches up perfectly with the Pyramid of the Sun, also in Mexico. And some interesting facts about that is the length of that pyramid is 720 feet. 7 and 2 is 9. The width of the pyramid is 740 feet, and 7 and 4 is 11. <laughs> have you been to the Pyramid of the Sun? I have not. I, I went. Would... Oh, you did? Yeah. Is it amazing? It's amazing. That yeah. place, Teotihuacan, yep. which is outside Mexico City, and um, I climbed the Pyramid of the Sun. Oh, you climbed? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, wow. you can climb it to the top. It's it's huge. Yeah, huge. that would have to be just so surreal. I, I can't even. I've always been fascinated since I was a kid with pyramids, whether they were in Egypt, Mexico, it didn't matter. Something about the the look, the shape, you know, questioning how they were built. All of it was just so fascinating to me. They're very, they're very healing places because mm-hmm. um, uh, there was another pyramid we we visited in Chula, and this pyramid is was completely buried by soil and trees, so it's partially buried still. And wow. there's a pyramid there. I think volume-wise, it's bigger than the Giza. And on the top, the Spanish built a Catholic church. <laughs> wow. So I went inside. I wasn't feeling well on the bus trip. And I went, You, in order to get in the peri- pyramid, in order to get there, you have to walk through it. There's a tunnel that goes through it. Oh, I wow. felt so sick in there i could not wait to get out of that pyramid um and then i was still feeling sick and our tour group was gonna go climb the pyramid and i was like i don't know if i'm up for it because i don't feel good and then i was like well you know what suck it up tina because when's (laughs) the next time you're gonna be back here right yeah exactly i climbed that pyramid I went in the church, wasn't a fan of the church, got out of there. And then by the time I walked back down, I was completely fine. Oh, wow. Wow. When I was That's at, so interesting. When I was at Teotihuacan, my lower back had been hurting from the previous day of just kind of walking around concrete. And so we we kind of started at the Pyramid of the Moon. And for those of you who've been there, the pyramid of the moon is a little smaller than the sun 
And I started walking down the valley of death or whatever they call it. The, the big, um, the street to the sun, right? And my lower back started tingling. And oh, I was wow. like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> I know I took an ibuprofen, but this is usually happened when I took an <laughs> ibuprofen, right? And I knew that I was getting healing because as a Reiki master, I understand energy. And I was like, something's happening. My back is tingling. And by the time I went, got to the pyramid of the sun and climbed it and went down, my back pain was gone for the rest of the trip. Oh, wow. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. Wow. I love it. That place, Teotihuacan, it's like there, there are ancient sites that have been bogged down by misuse. Okay. This place was running great. Wow. I think all of the, the indigenous elders, the shamans that have been working on that place, because I walked in there and I was like, there is nothing that I need to do here. that is incredible that's so cool i would love to go i would love to go that and and machu picchu i would love to go there as well me too i haven't been out there i haven't been to peru yet but so what happens next i mean did you ever figure out well let me ask a question about the aztec sun Mm -hmm. So are you talking about the sun, the circular sun dial that they have in the museum in Mexico City? Yes. Which is, I saw that too. Yeah. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to send you my pictures so you can take a look at it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I realized that there were five distinct symbols being represented here because one of the other symbols was just simply using the the code. Every time I would show my brother on the computer or like my coworker, I would always take my mouse and just draw a line underneath the last four digits. And I would do this swoop over effect. So I realized this is a symbol and it seems to represent the setting sun. And then I realized that the numbers that are going in that sequence of 369258147 is the exact sequence that the numbers are on a calculator. So the last row, 369, it's going from the bottom up. And then 258 is going from the bottom up. And 147 from the bottom up. And it seems to represent three arrows pointing up. And then, of course, there was the symbol of the cross from the Vedic square, which is also an ancient symbol for the sun. So we have five distinct symbols for the sun. Again, (laughs) no idea what it meant, but it it was, you know, leading me somewhere. And I started realizing too that, and I don't know how I, I, I can't remember how I realized that this actually happened, but the number 369, 963, works like a input-output processor because any four-digit number that you add to 369-963 using that method that I talked about of taking the last four digits and adding the remaining will bring you back to 
the number that you originally started with. So for example, 369963 plus, just give me any four digit number. 1111. 1111. <laughs> okay, that'll work. So we'll do, we'll add 1111 to it. And obviously, whoop, hang on a second. I can't type today. So 369963 plus. 1111 equals, and that's where it gave us the first number actually that I found, which was 371074. So using the last four, 1074 plus 37, and you're back to 1111. But let's use a number we haven't even talked about. So 369963 plus, uh, I don't know, 8512. So that gives us the number 378475. So 8475 plus 37. And we're back to 8512. So any four-digit number that you add to it can be brought back to the original number. Now, what's interesting is all of these numbers that were generated, the 11th number down was the number, I think it was, uh, let's see. It is 4070704. Again, that's a palindrome. But I was putting these numbers into the internet just to see if they would represent anything. That number, keep in mind, it's the 11th number down, pulled up a patent off of Google for a input-output processor. (laughs) This patent was written back in the late 70s. So what are the chances of that? (laughs) Zero. (laughs) Yeah. So I knew that these numbers meant something. They were doing something, um, but they had, there had to be more to it. And that kind of pushed me over into the gematria side of this, because I was already familiar with the documentary of Hellier and the the book, The Secret Cipher of the Euphonauts, and how that cipher was uh, discovered out of Aleister Crowley's Book of the Law, and which actually was deciphered using the number 11. That's how it was decoded, and they were able to figure out that cipher was there, and how it's almost similar to Gematria. So I started looking at these numbers up in Gematria just to see what you know, what values and meanings they would have. And Gematria is just assigning numbers to letters. Correct. It's a, it's an ancient, I mean, this has been around since Bible, you know, like right. the, the beginning, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> right. Hey, so we got disconnected. We must have been onto something really good. So (laughs) (laughs) we're back on though. (laughs) Not the first time it's happened. Um, (laughs) Where were we? Well, we were talking about Gematria. Yeah. And and the numbers. So yeah, as the numbers reach the, like the end of the alphabet, they actually start going up like into the hundreds. So, but again, you know, this isn't my calculations. I don't know who figured this out uh, or in order to do it this way, but 
that's how the cipher works. So going in, the first thing I did was I immediately went and looked to see what 333 came up with in Gematria. And I just went to a website called uh, gematrix.org, uh, typed in the number 333 and just started looking at, you know, phrases that other people had found. And it started producing these interesting phrases that I started connecting to one another. So the first was the tool, which is what Gematria is. It's a tool. Magic secret was another one. And essentially that's what Gematria is too. It's a, it's a, it's like a, it's a hidden code. It's a, it's a magic secret. Speaking in code was another phrase that came up. Hidden intelligence, a code to find God. And then this one stood out to me. It was looped time, which made me think of the infinity symbol. And then I started getting these earth ends and message of end. And I was like, okay, that's going a little in the direction I don't want to talk, you know, think about. And so then I looked up 1111 and the phrases that it produced the quantum number the architect of the matrix great ability to cipher code hidden knowledge be aware of god and then the phrase who is bob which will come up here in just a moment There was also the phrase, the interconnectedness of gematria, which that's what this is showing. It's showing us how everything is connected. But also the phrase, the beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning. And this really stood out to me because that's exactly how I was expressing the first two numbers to my brother. Because I said, see how the first number starts with 37 and the second number ends in 37? It's showing that the beginning is the end. And the first number end in 74, and the second number began with 74. So the end is the beginning, and the, or sorry, the beginning is the end, and the end is the beginning. I was like, you see how that connects? And he was like, whoa. (laughs) I was like, I know. And it's funny because I had this saying, and I don't know where I got it, but you notice a lot of movies that the story always, ends where it begins a good story Mm -hmm. does right takes you right back to the beginning right yeah 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 so all of these all of these um oh another phrase was uh gematria is anagram equals great i am so if you rearrange the letters in gematria you can get great i am so it's just interesting that you would get this phrase telling you that you can do this and that it, in fact, does do that. Uh, One of the other phrases was represent the chosen mathematician. So, again, very interesting phrases. Then I started looking at the number 369963. The whole entire number, I could not find anything in Gematria, but I split the number in half, looked at just 369, and then I looked at 963. 369 gives us the phrases, the math of God. 
the base code of life, earth end near, the end of the Bible, and change the paradigm. 963 gives us the event, end of day's prophet, only the chosen can see, almighty God's code reader, and the blazing star. Now, blazing star stood out to me because we just talked about five distinct symbols for the sun. And and then going back to the whole thing about 369-963 acting as an input-output processor, I was just sitting there one day wondering, well, what number happened? What number will I get if I add our current year? So I took 369-963, added 2021, and the result was 371984. Now, if you notice, every time you do this, anytime you put a four-digit number and add it to 369-963, every new number will start with 37 every single time, which is another repeating cycle because the numbers are going up and down by 37. Which you are born in 73, correct? Correct, which is the mirror opposite of 37. So am I. I'm born in 73. Oh, you were? Wow. Mm -hmm. What month? February. February. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Well, when I saw the new number, 371984, it stood out to me because George Orwell's 1984 but also 1984 was 11 years after I was born. So we're chasing that 11 number again. (laughs) (laughs) And just to prove my math, you know, I took 1984 and added 37 to it and we're back to 2021. So my question became, okay, well, what, what year do I have to put in to actually get it to come back to 2021? with, you know, three, seven in front of it. And the answer was 2058. Yeah. And so, I remember you talking about this on the other podcast. I have yes. a theory about what this means. Okay. You want to <laughs> say it now or you want to. <laughs> no, you go ahead and then okay. um, we'll talk about what, what it might mean. Okay. So seeing 2058, it, it's, you know, I've said this multiple times. It's hard to research a year that's never happened. Um, But I did go to the internet. I typed in 2058 just to see what would come up. And this article from The Guardian uh, came up, and the the article was written in the year 2000. And it was about a geophysicist, (laughs) get that word out here in a minute, named Didier Sornay. And through his predictions using the Dow Jones index, he was able to determine that something is going to happen in 2058. That, and this whole entire article was titled Apocalypse 2058. And one of the things that he was able to determine was that the Dow Jones index was going to, it was going to spike into what he called a singularity and that another um, thing that he noticed too was that it also showed that there was going to be a huge population explosion in 2058 
and that these numbers spiked so high that they completely went off the chart, and they converged into one singularity. And I was like, whoa, okay, that's interesting. So with them talking about the world's population, I go to the internet, and I just type in how many, bil- I, I knew it was in the billions, I just didn't know how many, so I typed in how many billion people live on the earth. And Google comes back with this phrase, or not phrase, but this, I don't know what you'd call it here, uh, <laughs> their explanation or whatever, it says 7.8 billion people, that was their answer. And it says with the world population at 7.8 billion people as of March 2020 and typical projections of population growth, Earth will be in a state of human overpopulation by 2050 or sooner. Now, 2050 and 2058 is not that far in in time. It's it's only eight years difference. So there could be some fluctuation there as, as far as, you know, when his prediction is actually going to take place. So how is he ma- able to make a prediction like this? What, what is he using? According to him, it was, it, it, he was able to predict it using the Dow Jones index. How? I don't know. Um, but I was just going off of what the article, you know, stated and, and what it was, the information it was giving me. Now, going back to Gematria, I just typed in the number 2058 and is it not strange <laughs> that one of the phrases that that also has the same value of 2058 is Earth can't sustain 7 billion people? And I was like, whoa, like, what are the chances of that? I mean, Google's telling us that 7.8 billion people currently live on the planet. And this number is telling us the Earth can't sustain that many people. And I've had people two and five is seven and eight. Twenty fifty eight. Yeah. But I've had people say, well, I don't believe that. I think the earth can, you know, sustain more than that. And that's possible. But as I pointed out, if. And I, I I don't know, I hate using this word, but let's just use the word the elite. (laughs) If. If they believe it, then it doesn't matter if I believe it or you believe it. If it's what they believe and they want to maintain a certain level of the human population, then they could be using this the same method and coming up with the same conclusion um, and using these numbers to keep things in a certain line. So looking at the number 37, how everything was going up and down by 37. It made me go and look at, like, what's going on right now? And this, again, was, you know, last year in 2021. So I was like, okay, well, we're in the middle of COVID. So what happened 37 years before that? Well, that would have been 1984, and we were in the middle of the AIDS epidemic. 37 years before that, there was the panic of 1947, which was a smallpox outbreak in New York. 37 years before that was the Manchurian Plague. 37 years before that was an epidemic of uh, cholera in 1873. And then in 1836, there was a typhus outbreak in Philadelphia. 
So there's all these Ill, illnesses, diseases, you know, viruses. And yet, one of the phrases that 2058 comes up with is many deadly diseases of the apocalypse. And again, I'm like, what are the chances of these connecting in this way? Now, I did pull up just to see if there was any further connections, Diddy or Sornay, his, let's see if I can find it here. How do you spell his last name? It's S-O-R-N-E-T-T-E. And his first name is D-I-D-I-E-R. And he's he's got like quite a few TED talks on YouTube. He's he's as far as I know, he's pretty well known. Okay, so just his first name, Didier, gives the value of one eleven. His last name, or his whole name, Didier Sornay, gives the value of five eighty one. And so does Tulsa, Oklahoma which is where I live. (laughs) So there was these connections being made. Mm -hmm. But also, I took the first number that was generated, 371074. I wanted to see if I could create a giant Vedic square from it. So starting from 37, I just created columns. So 37, 38, 39, 40, all the way to 74 going across. At the bottom, I did the same thing going backwards. And on both sides, I did the same thing going up and down. When you do that and you take the top number and add it to the bottom number, so 37 and 74 equals 111. 38 and 73 equals 111. Every single number equals 111. And so does Didier, his first name. So again, there was another connection taking place. So when you were talking about the gematria of eleven eleven, mm-hmm. what what I have concluded because I've been seeing that number for over twenty years, and I only know that because my husband has told me that I've been talking about it as long as I've known him. <laughs> so I would have said it was like shorter, but he said, "Oh, ever since I met you, you've been saying." Why do I keep seeing 1111? And I think that 1111 is a wake-up call to synchronicity and interconnectedness of everything. Correct. And if you are seeing 1111 out there, it means wake up. It means pay attention because we live in the world of magic and synchronicity. And that there's no such thing as coincidences. There's only synchronicity. Yes. And pay attention. So the universe, which, you know, to me, the creator is behind and created, is always interacting with us in terms of numbers and symbols and feelings and our natural ability to be psychic as human beings. Correct. And so 1111 is just pay attention. 
Now I started seeing 333 also, and I actually, 333, one of the meanings is the ascended masters are working with you. Mm-hmm. So when, what do I mean by ascended master? It's someone who ascended from earth, who um, was able to learn all of the wisdom, I guess, and as a human being in a human body. So it would be Jesus, it would be Mary Magdalene, it'd be Buddha, it'd be uh, Saint Germain, you know, those uh, Kuan Yin, right? And yeah. so when I found that out, and because I, I can communicate telepathically, I said, okay, which ascended master is trying to contact me right now? Do you have a message for me? So that's what I would do when I'd see the 333. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Well, and that's one of the phrases that came up with 1111 was the interconnectedness of gematria. Right. Yep. I wrote that down. Yeah. So I think there is a collective uh, meaning, but I think there can be individual meanings to numbers too. True. I think that I, I, the way I've been sort of describing gematria and the way that this process works is let's say that you have four puzzles and each puzzle has a thousand pieces. So they're connected by the number 1000. Take all those pieces and dump them into a pile. Okay. So now you have all of these, these pieces only certain pieces are going to connect in order to form a bigger picture. So you may have one piece that doesn't connect, but it still is connected to a thousand. So you're going to have one picture forming over here, one picture forming here, and then a third one and a fourth one. And by the time you're done, you have four individual images. They're all puzzle pieces. They all connect and they all tie back into the number of thousand, but they're all separate images. Right. And that's how I sort of see this taking place because it seems like there's a lot being revealed and a lot being connected in such a bizarre way. So I wanted to share a dream that I had with you. I know that you will get a lot out of this because of the repeating number thing, but I've been keeping a dream journal since October, 2013. Oh, wow. Because I'm a, I dream, you know, (laughs) vividly, colors, feelings, you know, and I guess lucid dreaming. I never thought I was a lucid dreamer, but if you define lucid dreaming as you know that you're dreaming in the dream, happens to me all the time. Yeah. So in, let's see, it was March 19th, 2014. And I had a dream that I bought an oceanfront house in the Virginia beach area. I was happy because I want a beach house, you know, and the mortgage was really cheap. And I remember seeing the mortgage statement and it was $251 a month. So the house came furnished with, you know, out of date furniture. There was a couple with a girl who was in who was renting out the extra room and it was a pretty short dream but what's important was the number 251 you know why 251 I thought 
That was very specific. So fast forward in my spiritual journey, and I read this book, The Woman with the Alabaster Jar by Margaret Starburn. And Margaret is a Catholic, and she decided to research Mary Magdalene and basically prove that Mary Magdalene was not a special person. There was nothing special about her. After doing her research, she realized that she was completely wrong and that Mary Magdalene was actually the wife of Jesus. In her book, she talks about Gematria. So this is the first time I ever heard about this. And she said in Gematria 251 is the, the name Mary. Oh, wow. And um, one five three is Mary Magdalene. And now oh, wow. Mary to me, because you know there's so many Marys in the Bible, it is a priestess group. Sometimes it's called the uh, the priestess of the rose, for example, because a rose is a symbol of Mary. But Mary was like um it wasn't really a name. It was a, like an honorary name or a priestess. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I became very connected to Mary. Mary Magdalene has been one of my guides. And so whenever I'm at the beach, I see those numbers all the time. Yeah. So for me, it's, it's, this group that I am part of is reminding me of who I am and that I'm part of them. That has been the mm -hmm. message. You are part of us. And so something about the beach and the water is connected to that. So if you're dreaming of a number or, you know, that was pretty significant. And also, by the way, I do have a beach condo now, oh, cool. but that came true. The mortgage is not $251 a month. <laughs> F only. <laughs> It'd be nice. But I do have one. Yeah, I do have one. Wow. So that's what I mean that there are, there are things, there are even symbols that come up. For example, I painted the floor de lis around my master bedroom in our first house we bought in 2002. Later on, I come to find that the floor de lis is a symbol of Mary Magdalene. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I said, of course, I stenciled it on my wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that, it's just, it's wild. It's wild when you start. Yep. You know, and, and most of the stuff would typically go over most people's heads. Like they would not even think to, you know, to see things in this way or, or to, you know, like with this whole math equation, nobody would even think to even do that. And I wouldn't have, I didn't even think to do it until the thought popped into my head. So it's like, where did the thought come from? And I feel like it was, it was spiritually guided. Yeah. You know, something was guiding me to, to do this because again, 333 in 2009 and then 1111 in 2015. I mean, that's a, that's, that's a huge stretch of time there to never even think about you know, doing any of this until 2021. Now back to 2058, you know, you, we, right now we're in a transition time between the Piscean age and the Aquarian age. Mm -hmm. So everything that 
you know, Pisces, it's like a school of fish and they follow the leader, right? right. Aquarius is about being wise and using your inner wisdom and all the secrets come out. Everything that is hidden comes out, right? Right. So we're in that transition time. Everything is like crazy, you know, in the flux. And then in, and then in 2058, something happens, right? Correct. According to this guy, maybe that's the year we completely move into the Aquarian age. It, and it's possible. Like my, just my take on all of this is because we get numerous references to a matrix. We get numerous references to the architect of the, of the matrix coming up um, that this reality of ours could simply be a simulation. And my thought was that we are in the, the midst of a reset and that reset is going to complete itself in 2058. Now, just because that article was titled Apocalypse 2058, that adds a scary tone to it. Uh, we get phrases like the end of the Bible and all this stuff. Well, just like that one phrase told us, the beginning is the end and the end is the beginning. It doesn't mean the world's just going to burn up and we're all just going to die. It just simply means at this point, this junction in time is is when this transition takes place. And whatever that transition is, you know, remains to be seen. It could be exactly what you're talking about. It's just a reset. It's the start, the end of one thing and the start of something else. Yeah. And it, you said huge population explosion off the chart into a singularity. Correct. Now, the phrase open singularity also gives the value of 1111. So, yeah, there's all of these connections. Now, really quickly, you had mentioned the universe, talking about 1111 and being a wake-up call and the mm -hmm. universe speaking to you. I had mentioned the phrase, who is Bob? Has the well, value before of you get into that, the huge population sure. explosion off the chart into a singularity, that reminds me of Robert Shapiro, who's a channeler. Okay, he's channeled like 30 books. Have you ever heard of him? I've heard of his name. I haven't read any of his books. He's amazing. Amazing. I've read most of his books. And he says that what we are doing as souls on the planet is that we are creators in training. So not only are we sparks of the creator, we're, we're supposed to take over the creator's job. So we're oh, wow. training right now for it. So when we get to a certain point of mastery, we will, I'm not sure, merge or again and become the creator of this universe. And then the, uni the cr original creator will go off and, I don't know, create another universe. I don't know what he's doing. You know, but that's what it made. That's what I thought of when I heard that statement. Well, it makes me think of, of being connected to the source, the main source. And we're all individual pieces of the, this one being or this, you know, one source of, of power or whatever. And it, mm -hmm. it could be our returning back to the source. 
Mm -hmm. That could be too. Yeah. Or maybe we go off planet. And that that's one of the things that was mentioned <laughs> in that article. <laughs> um, because there was maybe there we was become mention... so the whole point of Robert Shapiro is that we're going to become explorers too. At a certain uh -huh. point of time, we're we're going to explore outside of Earth. But the thing is, is that we're going to be teachers to other star beings because we are experts in living with negativity and discomfort. And most star systems are not. And that's why we learn so fast and we evolve so fast. So we're going to go out and explore and teach. Yep. Yep. Uh, because actually one of the other phrases that came up uh, through Gematria and from the number 2058 is a breakaway society. Yeah, so maybe so, that's when it happens. Yeah, so it could be a split, you know, like a portion of our society breaks off, goes off planet. You know, who knows? Right. Who knows? So yeah, I just it's... wanted to put my two cents in that it didn't mean the end of the world. Because remember 2012, like oh, they yeah. said, Oh, is this the end of the world? No, we're shifting into the Aquarian age. Exactly. And a lot of people who are here, beings, humans that are here for that, they're, the Band-Aid got ripped off their third eye that year. <laughs> exactly. Yep. And it was like, oh, we come to this point. Time to get yep. to work. Right? That's what we're here for. Well, I think that's what people... Um automatically think when they start hearing this information that I'm, I'm, you know, putting out there that, you know, I, I use phrases like apocalypse or whatever. I'm not coming up with these words. These are the words that are in gematria, mm -hmm. um, you know, like the deadly, the many deadly diseases of the apocalypse or whatever. Um, and that article apocalypse 2058, I didn't write the article. That's mm -hmm. what name they chose. Uh, it gives a very sinister tone to everything, but I don't see it as being that. Yeah. And just... you know, nine is the number of endings, but whenever you have a nine, there's always, whenever you have an ending, there's a beginning. Yeah. And when I read the tarot and you get the devil card or the tower card, you always say something's coming apart, something's ending, but then there's room for a beginning a new beginning right yeah it's like you know I, the the death card everybody see, gets the death card and they're like oh god it means i'm gonna die no it doesn't mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's just the end of something and the beginning of something else right even our own deaths you know when we do die it's not the end we're moving on right. to something else yeah you know so tell us about bob bob well this was so bizarre and I had no idea what it meant. Um, so back in June, when all of this started, I received an email from someone named Bob. No last name, just Bob. The subject line and the body of the email said the exact same thing. A note from the universe. And that's all it said. And... Is that you, God? <laughs> God? Like, really? Is your name really Bob? Like, come on. <laughs> but <laughs> so I, I got that email and 
you know, just being the skeptical person that I was, I didn't respond to it um, straight away because I was, it came to my work email. And the reason that I think it came to my work email is that it wanted to ensure that I would actually see the email. Um, had it come to my personal email, I may have just scanned right past it, saw Bob, be like, I don't know who Bob is. That's junk, you know, and thrown it away. But it came to my work. And I thought that was so bizarre. And nobody else in the company received this email. It was just me. So again, because all of this has taught me to start looking at numbers in such a bizarre way, um, or not a bizarre way, but just looking at numbers and, and calculating them, I take the, the date and the time, everything from, the, from when he sent the email or whoever sent the email, added them together, and it equaled 27, and 2 and 7 is 9. Now, after much much pushing from my coworker. I was literally sharing my computer screen with her this day, uh, showing her some more stuff that I had found. And she's like, I really think that you need to respond to that email. And I was like, yeah, but I'm afraid because like, what if it's, you know, like, what if it's some kind of phishing email? Like, what if it absolutely has nothing to do with any of this? I respond and somehow it opens my computer up to a virus. You know, like, I don't want to take that chance, you know, and she's like, no, I think you should. I think you should. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so after much, much hesitation, I simply wrote a reply. And the reply was, what is the message? Mm-hmm. And hit send. To this day, no reply. No reply whatsoever. But <laughs> this is so weird. Again, and she was on the phone with me. It's not like this was planned. We didn't stage any of this. We but don't plan the, any of this, y'all. It just happens. Like it just, it happens. just happens. <laughs> it just happens. We're not that smart. We don't have that enough energy. We don't have time to even make up this stuff. It takes too much energy. Yeah. Just and, happens. and what would be the point? I mean, like for attention? I mean, yeah. no. No. I don't want that much attention. (laughs) (laughs) But what are the chances that his email was sent on June 25th and I should happen to reply on October 25th, the exact same day, just months apart? And what are the chances that all of the numbers and the date and time that he sent his email would equal 27 and all of the numbers in the date in which I replied also equal 27. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So again, we're looking at the number nines. Now, still trying to figure out, you know, who Bob is. I just did a search one day to see if if Bob had any sort of, if there was any sort of like computer related terms, you know, for Bob, since it, you know, it, it did come in an email or communicating through, you know, the computer. I just thought, you know, is there some kind of hidden something or other, you know, some kind of phrase that has to do with computers and, and Bob, I couldn't think of anything, but after doing some research, I came across a article in which they're talking about 
Alice and Bob. And that in cryptography, these names are used as placeholders in discussions about cryptograph cryptographic systems and protocols and in other science and engineering literature. I'm just reading from this article here uh, where, where there are several participants in a thought experiment. And that Alice and Bob are characters that were invented uh, by these three people back in 1978 in a paper called a method for obtaining digital signatures and public key crypto systems. And it says, subsequently, they have become common archetypes in many scientific and engineering fields, such as quantum cryptography. Quantum stood out to me because 1111 has that phrase, the quantum number. And then it goes on to say that these characters do not have to refer to people. They refer to generic agents, which might be different computers or even different programs running on a single computer. And so I was immediately thinking, okay, what if Bob is not a person at all, but it's merely a rogue program running within this system of the matrix, trying to get this information out, trying, like helping me in the right direction. Or maybe Bob is the creator. Could be. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Did you Why look Bob? up Bob and the Gematria? Uh... I did. I did. Um, and his name, I think, gave the value of 54, which is also nine. <laughs> so, yeah. So we get an email with the dates and time equaling nine. I reply with the dates and time equaling nine. And Bob equals nine. And by the way... I'm recording this on January 13th, 2022, which adds up to 11. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) My zip code also adds up to 11. So while you were talking, I was crunching some numbers. And that's what this does. This this really causes people to start looking at numbers and, and crunching the numbers and seeing what, you know, they can come up with. And, and I've, you know, I've I, been doing that for a while for numerology why it's mm-hmm. like um, I moved here in my current location I went from North Charleston to Somerville and I'll, I add up the number of my house and it means safety and security what what's my street name Flat Rock Lane you know you can't get more stable foundation than a flat rock right that's right. That's right. <laughs> so I said, well, universe says this is a safe and stable place for me to be. Well, get this. So when this first started, our the address we lived at, the numbers equaled 11. The second address, the numbers equaled 11. Then we moved to the current place that we live, which I won't be giving that address out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the numbers in this address do not equal 11. However, when we came to first look at this house for the very first time, we drove by, looked, went to the end of the street. I pulled into a parking lot, backed out. As I was backing out, looking in my side mirrors to make sure I wasn't going to hit anything, the house number on the curb of the house directly behind me as I was backing out is 1111. And it was almost like a, 
a sign, sort of a, a call. Like I knew this house that we live in right now would be the house that we were going to be moving into. And 1973, one and nine is 10 and seven, three is 10. That's 11. Yeah. Yeah. And my husband's birthday is when you add up the numbers is 11, 11. Wow. And I thought, who am I married to? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, when all of this started happening, I kept saying to my brother, like, why is this information coming to me? I don't, I don't, like, I'm no one special, you know, why? Like, what am I supposed to do with this information? I can't run to the local news and say, hey, like, check this out because they're going to lock me up and put me in a loony bin, you know. Um, you want to know why? Because you have a special connection to 11. I, and well, it is probably part of your mission to teach others like you're doing during this episode about the meaning of repeating numbers, especially 1111. And maybe in another lifetime, you were just a super amazing quantum number expert. And you're just bringing <laughs> that all in to this lifetime again. And it comes easily to you. Yeah. Well, it, it's weird because, it, you know, like I said, as a kid earlier, I hated math. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I mean, but this if I knew what I knew back about then. Symbols, you know, than math. I mean, we're doing like simple math, but. You know, the, well, that's the crazy part. It is simple. It's simple math. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, it's not like some algebra or, you know, something trigonometry or anything. It's simple math. And yet all these connections start unfolding. Mm -hmm. You know, you would think that it would be this like huge calculation thing that you would have to, to do. And it's not. And, and the thing is, I'm not presenting anything to anyone who couldn't have found this information themselves had they been given the guidance to do so. Mm-hmm. And I think that, you know, that's what I was given. And you listened. But, and I listened. They were all getting guidance I had to, all the they time. wouldn't shut up. <laughs> yeah. Well, you probably set it up for yourself that way, you know, um, but like you listened. And so you followed your hunches. And if this proves anything, that our universe is synchronistic and magical. It is because once you get down this path, you'll start noticing everything. I mean, oh, I know yeah. it's numbers, but it's not. I look at what what do I hear? You know, what do I see? What are the birds doing? What bird do I see? What does the bird mean? I mean, it's a it's just looking at your environment and understanding that the universe is speaking to you always right and that you just need to pay attention and if you want guidance in life pay attention to the messages that you are given and you'll be able to figure it out yeah exactly you know and, and you know as i was saying you know when i was kept saying to my brother like why why me why me well Imagine my surprise when I discovered that these two phrases, which include my name. So the first one was in God, Garrick King is the 
chosen mathematician and it has the exact value of 1111. The other one was Garrick King decodes the God matrix. And that also has the value of 1111. Now keep in mind, I did not start seeing 1111 until I legally changed my last name to King to have the same last name as my husband. Had it been Stags? Yeah. If, if, If I had kept my name, that never would come up that way. In fact, just change King to Stags on this last one. If I typed in Garrick Stags decodes the God matrix, it gives me the number 1340. So when I looked, I looked up my name, Tina K. Clark on the Gematria website, and I have, there's a lot of different meanings, but I highlighted the ones that meant something. Being blessed, Miriam of Magdala. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Miriam is a nickname for Mary. Yeah. And then Magdala is short for Magdalene. Yeah. Hidden codes gene, aligned chakras, incarnate, pyramids. Weren't we just talking about pyramids? <laughs> the god of all, the goddess Eve, the world, find God's code. Green light, all is well, sunrise, light bearer, savior, Arcturian, amazing grace messenger god is great in the garden gratitude symbols so then i was like right tina kinney clark you know my full name egyptian gods the holy dragon the queen of hearts sumerian tablets very i'm very interested in the sumerian tablets the saint of the most high god truth seeker the holiness spirit choices of the righteous god is a dragon zodiac 972 hmm. the universe god follow the light pyramids work <laughs> <laughs> we were just talking about that there are healing properties and lots of dragon stuff, which I'm very connected to. Luminescent being. Neo identification. You say Neo? Neo, like Neo of the Matrix. Yeah. Well, you want to know something interesting, a, a connection between um, me and, and uh, Keanu Reeves is let's see God that was so weird let's see if I can find it here really quickly um so my name I think it's just Garrick maybe it's Garrick King let's look and it's 1 52 p.m right now 152 yeah there's my beach number there's your beach number <laughs> <laughs> oh my god <laughs> backwards but there it is yeah well well, it doesn't matter the order right yeah yeah Yeah. well another connection thing that you can do too is is look at the number so two five one and then if you start seeing one five two 
add those together. So 251 plus 152 would give you 403 and see if you start finding connections that way too. Oh, okay. I never thought of that. Um, yeah, because I've been finding a lot of connections between this whole uh, matrix code and the Bible. There's a lot yeah. of tie-ins there. And I just recorded a video earlier this morning where I have tied this entire matrix code into the events of 9-11. Undeniably so. Because that whole event of 9-11 is just steeped with connections to 11-11, the whole entire thing. You know what parallel I live in? The 33rd. 33rd. Well, 33 was the number that came up (laughs) (laughs) in that equation for the 9-11 events on the video that I did earlier this morning. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Are you going to have a video out on that? Yes, I just recorded it, so I'll probably upload okay. it later today or so, tomorrow. Pro- we don't have time to talk about that one, but definitely check out his YouTube channel. So I interrupted you. What were you saying? Oh, just very quickly. So I think my name in Gematria equals 256, but so does the phrase the rock, uh, which only makes sense to me because at my not my current job, but the job before, all of my coworkers referred to me as G-Rock, hmm. just as a nickname. Mm-hmm. But also Keanu has the same value of 256. Now, the connection there is Keanu Reeves and myself were both born on September 2nd. And then also UFO, a ghost, and in Tesla. I've had multiple UFO experiences. I've had, obviously, with my spirit photographer, or you know, photography side, uh, many ghost experiences. I've had many paranormal experiences since the Well, you know, when you saw that bright light, yeah, that's what I was thinking was UFO because I, I just finished reading the book um, by Terry Lovelace. Have you heard of him? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and he talked about his seeing those bright lights or bright orbs in his room before he was abducted. Well, yeah, I did have an experience a long time ago um, where I woke up in the middle of the night and there was this blue orb, just like, just like I opened my eyes and it's just like right where I'm looking when I immediately opened my eyes and it's where the wall and the ceiling met. So it was in that, you know, crease and this blue orb is just sitting there and it's, it has this sort of swirling mass to it. As I'm sitting there, like staring at it, it just slowly shrunk down until it completely disappeared. And the odd thing is, I just went, that was weird, and then rolled over and went back to sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't even think anything about it. You're not even worried about it. You're like, okay. (laughs) Yeah, just that's just one more to mark off, you know, my list of weird experiences. (laughs) But uh One other experience in this particular house, um, very similar thing happened. Um, I fell asleep in the chair and woke up. And when I woke up, opened my eyes, I was so groggy. Like I, I just, I couldn't make myself wake up completely. So my eyes are just kind of barely open, but I'm looking and there was, it looked like 12 different green, small, it looked like Christmas lights just right on the ceiling 
And the weird thing is, it's like I'm looking at it, but I couldn't get myself to wake up. I couldn't get myself to to grab my phone, take a picture, or do anything like that. And then I just closed my eyes and fell back asleep. But I have no idea what it was, or you know, I yeah. and even really wasn't even really able to count how many were there. I mean, could have been ten, could have been eleven, could have been twelve. You know, I don't know, but it was it was quite a few. But there were just these little tiny. Look like a tiny little string of Christmas lights. Hmm. Green. Well, I want to say that a lot of people ask me what repeating numbers mean. And I always tell them to look it up because again, I think it can be personal, mm-hmm. but I wanted to thank you for all the research that you've done on this because I've certainly learned a lot. And I think it, the whole thing is so fascinating. And I know a lot of people are going to find this episode fascinating because a lot of people I know are seeing repeating numbers. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think it's, I think this is bringing all of us together and that's why I wanted to make my videos because I did feel like that there was an awakening taking place and that there needed to be some, some sort of way or method for us all to connect. I think, I think we're supposed to connect because one of the other phrases that came up was only the chosen can see. And I do feel like that there's a, a certain group of us that are seeing these patterns and other people are, are not seeing them, you know, and those are the people that just are happy about going about their everyday life, you know, oblivious to what's going on, you know, around them. But They're just know, happy in their little this, bubble. This is the good stuff though. Yeah. This oh, is yeah. what makes life interesting on this planet. This is the magic because everything is magic. Just the fact that we're here in a body, having a human experience is magic. Yep. And the more you dive into this, the more magical life becomes for you. Right. (laughs) And and the more, the more you start seeing the connections, the more you start seeing other connections. Yep. Yep. You'll get practiced at it and, and it'll just become part of your life. And you'll be like, yep. Yes. 1111. Every day, all day long. Yep. Normal. <laughs> normal. Normal. This is normal. Well, thank you so much, Garrick, for being on the show. Yeah. Um, you can it. find his YouTube channel, 1111 Matrix Code. You're also on Instagram. Um, I am. I have two different Instagram accounts. One is the, it's 1111 underscore Matrix underscore Code. And the other one is for my ITC photography. And that one is I period T period C period underscore photography. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Garrett. Thank you so much. I enjoyed every single minute of it. (laughs) You need to come back. (laughs) Oh, I will definitely. Anytime, anytime. More than happy to. Hi friends. Thanks for listening. This is your host of the weirdest experience podcast, Tina Clark. I also wanted to share with you, I have my own energy healing business called Stargazing Angel LLC. I offer energy healing sessions, EFT tapping sessions, tarot readings, and I also offer classes on Reiki, shamanism, and tarot and more. If you're interested in having a session with me, please call 843-695-7218. Or you can email me at contact stargazingangel 
at gmail.com. You can also check out my website, which is www.tinakinneyclark.com. That's T-I-N-A-K-I-N-N-E-Y-C-L-A-R-K-E. Thank you for listening. If you have a weird experience to share, please email me at contactstargazingangel at gmail.com. Check out our website on tinakinneyclark.com. Also, we're on Facebook and like us on Facebook and share your favorite episodes with your friends and family. I look forward to hearing about your weirdest experience.